I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Pocket Buds, a back pocket podcast where I talk to my best buds about video games and stuff. This week, I'm talking about Karate Man. But first, let's take a trip back to the 80s. Ah, the 80s, a totally tubular moment in time where vivid leotards were in, big hair was all the rage, rollerblading from A to B was considered normal, and women still thought they had a chance with George Michael. It was also a time where all sorts of new technologies and ways to use these new technologies were coming out of the woodwork. The 80s saw the release of classic titles such as Pac-Man, Super Mario Bros, Tetris, and SimCity, and those were only some of the big ones. Another big game release in the 80s was Kung Fu Master, developed by IREM for arcade machines and released in 1984. Its arcade release was a roaring success, which led to its port for the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1985. The game is not only regarded as one of the first fighting games of its kind, but was also designed by Takashi Nishiyama, who would go on to direct Street Fighter and The King of Fighters. But earlier that year, there was Karate Champ, developed by Technos Japan, where Street Fighter and The King of Fighters had Kung Fu Master, Games like Yi Ah Kung Fu, The Way of the Exploding Fist, and Mortal Kombat looked to Karate Champ for inspiration in the fighting genre. If you look at Karate Champ and Kung Fu Master today, they're obviously very simple compared to what we see around us in this day and age. 2023 has seen new and critically acclaimed additions to both the Street Fighter series and the Mortal Kombat series, with a new Tekken game set to release early 2024. And these games look crazy, right? They're arguably visual spectacles, with Mortal Kombat looking so good on most platforms that I get a little dizzy seeing some of the fatalities, and I got so desensitized watching all the Saw movies back-to-back that I started focusing on the story, which then made me stop watching them entirely. However, the way that Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter games function both visually and in terms of gameplay have come very, very far since those early days in the 80s. Not just that, but both series also have a stronger focus on story than they used to. Suddenly we're not only seeing a guy get his spine ripped out of his body, but we're learning about who the literally spineless guy really was. That being said, modern fighting games rarely let you take a look into the lives of fighters when they're not fighting. Surely punching isn't paying the bills, right? Why don't we ever see a fighting game character use the bathroom or do their laundry? At this point, it's pretty difficult to do anything new in video games. You can also say the same thing about the comedy world too. No joke is original, really. What's the deal with that? But there is something new that I got the chance to see live. Something that is both video games and comedy, and not in a bubsy way. Enter Karate Man. Karate Man is an interactive staged comedy show where the hero, Karate Man, is controlled by a wireless video game controller that the audience shares. The audience controls Karate Man through scenarios such as commuting to work, convincing his wife not to leave him, drinking water, fluffing pillows, hailing a cab, and of course, fighting. 
Despite what one may think, this is a video game. It's got the world's most realistic graphics because it is real. There is a player in the audience, a controller that is used to control, and a character on stage that is responding to the controller's buttons being pressed by the audience member. It's a video game. But it's also a live comedy show. The sketch comedy group Beak has created Karate Man as a show that uses both scripted scenarios and improvisation, with both presented in the hopes of a chuckle, a laugh, and or a guffaw. And similarly to a game with procedurally generated content, no two Karate Man playthroughs are truly the same. It's easily one of the most fascinating gaming experiences I've ever had, as well as one of the most enjoyable comedy shows I've been to. To learn more about Karate Man, I got the chance to talk to its two creators, Bruno Dubosarski and Daniel Scarrett. Enjoy! I'm Bruno. And I'm Dan. And this <laughs> is Pocket Podcast, Buds. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Podcast. <laughs> This is podcast. Damn Welcome it. Welcome to podcast. We were so close. Yeah, great. That's all laughs. That's all very funny. You guys are really funny. And that makes sense because boy, oh boy, you are comedians. What I want to know is how did you guys meet and start doing sketch comedy together? Oh, yeah, what a great you. question. Thank you. I met Bruno yeah. when I was running the stand at university for the Simpson Society at the University of Sydney. We're mm. called the No Homers Club. And we actually did have <laughs> no. one Homer. There was an honorary Homer. There was one. One honorary Homer, which is crazy because he his came. His name was actually Homer. It was, yeah. Oh, he it was? came up and oh, he was shit. like, "Can I join?" And we we're like, "Actually, you can. You don't have one. <laughs> You're our first. One Homer's club. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. exactly. Yeah, it's no Homer's. <laughs> but yeah, Bruno was. He was like one of the first members of that club, uh, and I don't think we really knew each other that well when he was just like in the Simpson Society but that's definitely I remember seeing him because he wore like a full suit to O Week I was one of those uh, suit guys he was a suit guy oh like you wore you wore like a suit to, not, to uni not a rich not a rich suit guy like a you know like Salvo's suit guy yeah. um because I was just what? like Ooh, it's what feels comfortable to me Really? Um, I know, I know. <laughs> I, did it, I did it in high school too. Like for you. And it 12, was comfortable. Like like physically. That was it. I, I, I think I just wanted to cover up my body. I just wanted to Oh no. <laughs> 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 That's pretty great. You know? But then as, as I started making friends, uh, th- there was a day that I, I, I walked into my, my bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I just said out loud without thinking, I shouldn't wear suits. And then I was like, huh? <laughs> What, what is it? You it's one of those like enough. mirror conversations. Yeah, you are, you are enough. Yeah, you take that suit off. I yeah. had a whole montage. You point you point directly in the you point directly yeah. in the mirror like you're a hot slut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get naked, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's um, so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I started wearing other clothes. Yes, for the win. Slay. And then I think it was years later. Maybe not years. Maybe mm. one year later. Um, All right. that we to. found ourselves in a an improvise like an improv group for the the university's improvised theater sports stuff that happened at lunch and there was yeah. like a competition uh and we put together a team and our kind of uh angle was that none of us were improvisers mm. we didn't go to jams or whatever nothing yeah. didn't jams. train yeah it's like a little practice yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, like how they have game jams, they also have improv jams. It's kind of like a game jam for your audience. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah <for them. laughs> okay. But yeah, anyway, then we didn't really know what we were doing. And we just sort of put ourselves in a lot of situations where there are other people improvising very well. Uh, and we just set yeah. ourselves up to fail in a way that we thought people would find funny. Yeah. Uh, like make make games that are really complicated that are like right. super layered. It's 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 been our thing from the offset is like let's make things really hard for ourselves and let people watch us suffer and and revel in it. And we really are still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially I mean, with this show. With this day. With this show speaking of. Mm. When did you guys kind of first come up with Karate Man and I, I mean what did the idea look like at the start? It started because we've been doing sketch shows like almost like annually like from like 2016 to 2019, 2020 kind of thing. Just like hour long sketch shows at Sydney Fringe Festival and then I think like we we were always doing these like layered choice based sketches that like affect the whole show and stuff like that. Like in a small way, in a small scale. Yeah. And then I think Dan's brother Liam, maybe maybe it was Liam who had the idea for like a sketch called Karate Man. Do you remember this, Dan? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Liam. Typically, the the vibe in our group is um we have this guy, my brother Liam, and he'll um say an idea, and we'll all be like, we can't do that. That's crazy. And then after a little while, we're like, wait a second, maybe it's mm-hmm. not so crazy. Uh, and I feel like this was one of those. Although I think like Liam really just came up with the idea 
that we should do a sketch called Karate Man and that it should have something to do with a guy who just does karate. Mm. Bruno really sort of took that idea and ran with it initially, prototyping it into what would be sort of like the a sketch that was that was a, just a sketch in a show that we did about mm. oh, a few years ago. Yeah, like it was sort of a, a prototype of like like I think I was just like thinking about this karate like just Karate Man of like like oh some sort of sketch where a guy does karate. It kind of sounds like a video game. What if I I got like an Xbox controller and was just thinking about like yeah it's like oh if you Bluetooth each button to like a keyboard a stroke yeah. a, and then that to a soundboard you can make give give it to the audience and make sounds out of it maybe they can like do like a song or something and then and i thought about it being like specifically like oh i mean like you use a video game controller to play a video game what are some video game buttons and then i just like i think i maybe i met it with you dan or jacob another member of our group and just like like check this out and i give i set up the laptop i give them the controller and then i just sort of stand up there kind of doing like the ryu street fighter idol stance animation and it's like press the button play around with it and i just like did what they did what they inputted like they'll press a button and then you hear a voice that's bruno recording his own voice that's like punch and then bruno has to punch so he's just (laughs) essentially listening for sound cues but yeah the whole controller thing was pretty nuts because at the time and even to be honest still our tech stack is is pretty chunky and and you know you're taking these shows to like you know it it, we did a whole like i think we did like 20 shows in edinburgh last year Mm. but we were in like the back room of like some pub it's a whiskey pub they don't have like a proper sound desk like you know you're dealing with all these sort of wax setups so it was a pretty at the time crazy idea to be like oh let's you know write a sketch that's extremely dependent on like the technology working really well it's still a little scary actually but yeah Mm. it's it's got it's Mm -hmm. come a long way in terms of that stuff as well what went into kind of the development of using the controller as like an almost audience prop like uh, how did how did you get it right and and what went wrong? Mm, that that's th- there was a lot of testing over that, wasn't there? Like like we literally, I, I think when we first floated the idea, we were like, you know, I think uh, a, a, probably a good theme that's, that's happened throughout the entire thing mm-hmm. is Bruno's always been like the guy who's like, we can do this, and I've always been the guy who's like, people are gonna like mess with this a lot like mm. people are just gonna mm-hmm. screw with it a lot, and I think we've we've found a really nice balance with it where yeah initially people do really just make Bruno do random shit. And like when it's just a sketch, it's just like they make him run. At one point, uh, he had to run out of the room in Edinburgh Mm -hmm. because he just kept pressing left so many times that he went all the way left and and exited the stage. And and that's, you know, but actually just running it a lot of times, we found out all these little things like, oh, we can add a little bit of padding around when the sound plays so that it sort of staggers the inputs so that it's not as like satisfying to mash the button. Yeah, we put like like half a second of silence before my voice says punch. So if you keep pressing the punch button, you just keep like repeating the half second of silence so that like we don't just hear like it doesn't stack ever the sound like we had to play around a lot with like how the button toggles the sound and like literally what is that behavior to make it more conducive to like we want people to mess with it but we also want it to be like the audience is all in on it it's not just like one person being self-indulgent and everyone else hating that that person has the controller the problem is it's really funny when something (laughs) sounds wrong Yes. yes and so from your experience of kind of putting on the show how did you, at what point did you find people like during the show wanting to actually complete the game that is happening before <laughs> them like the most? You know what I mean? There's a real blend of people in the audience, generally speaking. There's a blend of people who like don't really play video games because they're just coming mm-hmm. to see a comedy show. Some people are just like, this will be fun. Or they're there with a friend who really want to come and see it. So there's, or they're just like, Bruno's parents, right? There's oh, yeah. people in the audience who don't mm. necessarily know how to do a video game and they sort of just end up mashing the controls. Like if you played fighting game for the first time, you'd just be like mashing buttons. And so that yeah. there's that that we have to account for. But then there's people who are just like thinking about it as a game and not as a show as much. And they're just like complete the objective. And then there's they, people they who are like, it. Yeah. this is a show. I want to play and make, I want to make jokes with the character. I want to make him mm. do funny stuff. Usually it will be a comedian who's like trying to fuck with me. Like it, it's that sort of, it's the vibe of like, you know, if you, um, 
if you bring up an audience member to just talk to and they kind of like think they're top shit and start being like, like, well, professor, like I am a character and I have a lot of things going on. And it's like, uh, it's not the joke, but it kind of works here because if they fuck with me, that that's me doing it. So like it, it's entertaining for everyone. It's a, it's interesting because there is a part of the show's runtime depends on people like not doing everything clean straight mm. away. I think a lot of way in a lot of ways we encourage that sort of fun by presenting situations that, you know, are just really fun to mess with because mm. the objective isn't actually in and of itself very cool. You know, it's like, oh, you know, push this lawnmower from like across the stage. And there's like a couple of little things to make that fun, mm, but we expect sure. people to, you know, goof around with it a little bit. Mm. Yeah. So it's really about like how you set them up in that particular scene. Uh, and there's also to be, you know, uh, like something else to offset that is that there are scenes in the show which are like cut scenes where they can't control the characters. And so we can do something that's a little bit more polished and scripted. Mm. Um, yeah. Which helps offset the insaneness and, and keep the show on track. How long was Karate Man kind of in? I want to say development because it's funny to me. Uh, but but <laughs> yeah. how long was it in development before you started testing it out on, it- on stage? It is like develop, like it is like um, it's making like, like a, a little indie game, but our engine is like live theater, like <laughs> like it, yeah. I don't know, there's, there's something really cool about that. Well, uh, it kind of is a like it is a game. Yeah, it's, it's a, a weird a- thing where it's like it's it's <laughs> an experience that you can only have at your shows, but it technically is a game. Mm, like I I, mm. I, I had a it's uh, tame it uh, like that. Yeah, I saw I saw it in in uh, the flesh, uh, <laughs> and I took I took a. I saw it in the flesh and, and I took a game dev friend with me to see it. And he's like, it is a game. Like <laughs> it's a weird thing, but it's a game. Mm. Was this uh Shigeru Miyamoto? You brought yeah, it to the right show? next to me yeah. was Whoa. Miyamoto-san himself. Damn. <laughs> oh and he said that? Wow. Uh, yeah. No. Well, look, I think um, we totally thought about it as a game. Bruno and I have written, especially with, with the others as well, like half a dozen shows. And this one felt really different because so much of what we're doing was yeah like so much of the show is not scripted right like so much of the show is they have to make the show fun and so it's like how do we create not only like ways for this to be funny but also like this is the control set where he punches and kicks and moves around like what how many ways can we make this something that's fun that also doesn't involve him like fighting anybody because we really only fighting is like the tutorial level like you know you punch and kick some goons but but we really wanted the rest of the show to be like even though he can only punch and kick he's got to do like a bunch of menial tasks or he's got to he's got to live a a normal life for well not really a normal life but you know he's got to do stuff that doesn't involve fighting that's like sort of like narratively speaking but it is it's also like that element of we we came at like each scene with like what would be like a fun game for this kind of game engine basically where it's like like it would be fun to like make me move around and like pick stuff up or like catch things or like do a rhythm game or like we did come at it like almost like a bit of a warioware kind of element of like a variety like we just came up we have a spreadsheet of like a hundred sort of vague mini game ideas um and picked things that sort of best fit with the narrative or like what seemed the most fun to do i feel like we also took a lot more like we were talking about games the whole time like in terms of inspiration Mm. more so than undertale i mentioned all the fucking time (laughs) yeah big big undertale undertale mentioned yeah yeah. (laughs) we we did it another episode of the podcast Um. (laughs) i I think i think uh i'm trying to think undertale's been mentioned a number of times in in this podcast and uh hello kitty island adventure i think has popped up in maybe (laughs) like three or four episodes i believe that I believe seeing it, I believe it. Well, I mean, like that's that's a question I've got. What were some of your inspirations other than, you know, what you've mentioned, WarioWare, Undertale? I think it's interesting because even though fighting games massively inspired the yeah, the the look and feel of mm. Karate Man, I think we ended up, yeah, thinking about really different stuff when we got into like we were thinking about fighting games when we made the original sketch that basically ends up being the tutorial of of the show, which is like Yeah. Defeat the goons and then defeat uh, Ross Roundkick. And we're really trying to go for like a double dragon, street fighter yeah, type thing. Very beat him up sort of thing. But then the actual show, we were like, well, that's only like five minutes. And then we can't really have you just beating people up because it's not really going to be a fun or funny yeah. show. So then we started looking at, at lots of other places. <laughs> like Bruno and I are big fans of um, 
the Phoenix Wright series. Yeah. Uh, Paper Mario, Thousand series. Year Door. I feel like we spoke yeah, about man. that a few times. Yeah. I think I think obsessed. Paper Mario is a very um, interesting case in kind of Nintendo's Mario history because it's arguably the funniest series out of out mm. of all Mario games. The Paper Mario series is easily where they put their their the most of their That's comedy chops, and they mm. had no business doing it. Like they didn't. <laughs> it's kind it's of so for necessary. no reason. Yeah. I think like people in Nintendo didn't like that in that game they had like identifiable characters that were made from the sort of like goon type enemies. Like I think that that was actually kind of like a branding problem or something. That and and so like they for the longest time, yeah. Like forget about that game. (laughs) Yeah. So so sad, but well, it's a very interesting thing with Super Mario RPG, which uh, the Paper Mario series got a lot of inspiration Mm. from in the original game. Mario would put up a peace sign and like yeah, yeah, add the camera. They're taking that out of the new and, one. And they're taking it out because like, apparently Miyamoto fucking hates it. <laughs> Your friend? Come on. Damn. You were like, at the show, like, dude, you got to put the peace sign in. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I hate that shit. Apparently it's because like he thinks, <laughs> it, he thinks it makes Mario look too cute. <laughs> it's like, Mario's it's like, not he's, cool, cute. He's cool. Like Chris Pratt. He's cool. He's serious. He's, he's conservative. serious guy. <laughs> An Italian will never be adorable. That is what Shigeru Miyamoto said. And we're like, whoa, you can't say that, man. Damn. Damn. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up when you think about it. That is kind of fucked up. If I was like a mustachioed... is cute? (laughs) Yeah. You tell me, you know, if I was like a mustachioed Italian gentleman, I'd be so upset about that. Yeah. And he's he's putting the peace up sign up for me. You fucking kidding? Yeah. Yeah. I I will never see Tony Soprano do that. So in what world would I see Mario do that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's probably what he was thinking. <laughs> it's like probably He's exactly thinking about what the Sopranos. Was thinking. Say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just finished like a full watch through of the Sopranos, <laughs> and he's yeah. like, "I've got an idea. We're bringing Super Mario RPG back, but we have to make this guy less fucking this, adorable." I got this change. Yeah, yeah. We got to make yeah. him grittier. Exactly. Maybe he should be the head of some kind of mob. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe just maybe. But what I wanted to ask was because you mentioned this spreadsheet of mini games <laughs> that you had, and I kind of want to know: was there anything that you had to leave on the cutting room floor from Karate Man that you really wanted to keep, but you know that it just wouldn't work in the final product? I think the the one that jumps out the most is the one where the one where we wanted him to serve his wife divorce papers, <laughs> <laughs> we, and then we, we were, were like, thinking, "Yeah, there's like no way we." Can do this because the story just took a really different direction yeah yeah um, but we, were like, we had like um we were thinking of like an item system or something where like like you know you could pick up divorce papers and you could either like serve them to your wife or you could like pocket them and then like later in the show like beat ross Roundkick by serving him divorce papers or something <laughs> <laughs> like just like i don't know it, it was quite a, a laid thing that like yeah I mean, we we took out we we didn't really develop the item system, and I don't think we will because it's like I don't know, it's a lot. Maybe for practically, a it's really hard as well. Yeah, like we we hmm. we for fringe, we needed to get something out on a like you know, it it was almost like a beta basically. Like um, yeah, what what we're doing, we're, we're doing our show again in November in a couple days tomorrow. Wow, well, we were. <laughs> yeah, um, hear this. <laughs> with with a lot of with a lot of polish, a lot more polish to it, um, a, a lot more of a one sort of vibe, um, if you will. But, I think something something else that was really significant that we didn't end up doing that we got quite far along with was um there was this idea which didn't end up making it that like the the final fight like a second controller uh that controls that Ross Roundkick goes into the audience. And we were really obsessed with that idea. We even made another controller. So, like, the, the original controller that you pass around is, is purple, like Karate Man's gear. And we made an orange version of, of that controller. Like, I painted two Bluetooth SNES controllers. And, um, yeah, we were just like, oh, it's actually, if you think about it, going to be a nightmare if you're not, like, controlling the characters. You're just hearing the sa- the sounds of two people's voices saying, up, mm-hmm. down, left, mm-hmm. punch, punch. And we're like, it's just going to be a mess. Mashing, it's not going to work. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Heaps of mashing. Oh so yeah, and, and, yeah. and there's a good chance you'd have one person in the crowd who's using one controller and knows exactly what they're doing, and then an old person in the crowd who has <laughs> the mom. other controller. Yeah, yeah. And just what if it's going down, 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 <laughs> down, 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 down. He's a pit uh, exactly through. <laughs> 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Um, what's been your favorite part of kind of putting this all together? I've been um, I've been going nuts with it in terms of like, you know, we, we did a big photo shoot and I'm like, you know, looking at these photos and like, you know, doing a little integrated graphics and all this stuff. I'm just like spending like all my time thinking about this show like in a in a in an obsessive sort of way. It's healthy. But like then all I'm like I'm thinking of it like I'm doing all this prep and then when it's showtime, something that I kind of love about it is that like this is like the first like comedy show that we've done where I'm not like stressed about it at all like while it's happening because like everyone else has lines to learn, has blocking to know, has all all the stuff. I just do what I'm told during the show. Like pe- people, a lot of people have gone up to me and be like, "Well, you must be really fit." It's like that's really exhausting stuff. And I'm like, it's like mentally like the most relaxing performance of my life, and I get so much fucking praise for it too. They're just like, "Hey, this guy's so funny." It's like I didn't do shit. I didn't do fucking <laughs> you shit. You just did what everybody else. <laughs> yeah, did you did it, you idiot. But it's 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 interesting because like you've got to have crazy stamina, right? <laughs> But like I don't I don't know like I, I you know I used to go on runs and then I stopped and then I started doing it a bit again to train for the show in a way but like you I swim don't know as it, well. it it I was swimming for a while and then I stopped and then it's a that's that's my whole health my life's yeah. health is a lot of stopping and stuff. <laughs> um, Do you think like, swimming plays like a huge role in um, Karate Man? Would you say massive <laughs> role? <laughs> I'd say a critical uh, role even. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, I I would say without without the ocean karate man wouldn't exist. Wow. You know? That's so what, true. Yeah, brave. Yeah. brave I, would any that. of us exist without yeah. the ocean? Whoa. Okay, now I'm scared. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. want to think about that. We all used to be fucked up little fish men and uh, <laughs> one thing led to another and now we're doing a podcast over the internet. So yeah. Still fucked up though. D- did we regress? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, <I> <laughs> yeah possibly. Should uh, we go back to ocean? Can we, can we go? I think eventually we're gonna, not going to have a choice, right? Ocean's coming to us. <laughs> Ocean's coming Jesus. back, baby. <laughs> yeah, in a big way. Too. <laughs> we missed you. Come back. Yay. Come back. Ocean's back. <laughs> we're so day? back. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so like impending doom how do you guys feel about that mm. well i think it helps to make silly little shows you know i think that, that really helps yeah. me stay off the <laughs> no i don't know whatever you know it fills in all my spare time that i could be lamenting uh the future of the world i yeah. just think about punching and kicking and jumping and up that's that's so fair well speaking of video games because this is technically a video game podcast and uh i've been on many a video game podcast where the problem is is that we stop talking about video games and (laughs) what a travesty can't do that right yeah you have to keep talking about video games i throw up yeah that's gotta be a tough gig for you doing this podcast oh that's all that all that puke (laughs) behind you uh yeah yeah yeah, Yeah, don't look at that yeah yeah, sorry (laughs) sorry (laughs) Yeah, don't, sorry, audio oh, listeners. Don't look at it. Um, but there's a yeah. Yeah. huge pile. I I vomited so much, and and it's just because I get nervous. The thi- my actually, do you want to hear a funny story? My dad told me a funny no. story. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear that. Absolutely funny. not. No, go please, please, please. I hate funny stories. <laughs> um, no, but this. the <laughs> the funny story was was um, I uh I went over to my parents' place yesterday because I needed to go with my mammy to buy a mm. dress for a wedding. And before I went, I was hanging out with my dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he told me in the early days of them living in that house, because he, him and his buddies built that house. In the early days, they didn't have, uh, let's just say like the proper amenities to keep a house from getting robbed. 
Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, it it made the house very easy to rob back in the day. Yeah. Uh, mm. Things have been changed, thankfully. Are you talking about things like days, locks? They put doors. Uh, you locks, know, things like things like um, gates and gates. and uh, uh, yeah, just stoppages. You know, nice. <laughs> a, a sphinx, um, <laughs> yeah. three hills. <laughs> you gotta like, have one of those yeah. up front. Yeah, yeah. like a, a house troll. Puts, puts a curse on whoever comes in if they don't answer the riddles three, or give him a golden doubloon. Um, oh yeah, yeah, they had to get I love those. They really are, but you know they were Double pretty. Wound. They they weren't as hard to get back then, which made sure, it a, sure, sure. A, a good way to kind of have security in the house. Now that's just phone. Anyway, so uh, we've got so so it was it was a house that was easy to rub, right? So in the early, I think within like a week or two of them living there, and I was baby at this point, uh, we got robbed baby. twice. And the first time I think they they just took my mum's bag, right? Like like her handbag. They came into mm, the house. Just the bag. They took her bag and then ran out. Damn. Wow. And the second time they took one of one of my dad's trumpets, but then they like ditched Multiple. the trumpets. Multiple Ditch trumpets. Tr- my dad's a trumpet guy. Like, he, he's, he's a trumpet player, and so he has multiple trumpets. <laughs> yeah, that's so like trumpet sure. guy instead of like trumpet. Like before you said trumpet player, I was like, wait, does he play them? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. He's a trumpet guy. He has <laughs> no, like no he just he just likes them. Um, <laughs> no, but he uh, he's a trumpet player, and, and and they took the trumpet and the case that that it was in, but then like went up the street and like ditched the trumpet and. <laughs> <laughs> kept the case because yeah, they probably just put their like tommy guns into yeah the tommy yeah. gun that's it, it yeah, looked, yeah, yeah. It, looked, it looks like a gun case but anyway i found just the thing yeah. the trumpet story isn't important it's the bag story that's important because mm. in this story my dad and my mom had fallen asleep on the couch and the the bag was right next to my mom on the couch so they were fast asleep and this person managed to come in and just take the bag and leave so quietly. Oh but there were, yeah. apparently there was still a whole heap of shit down the side of the house because my dad was still building it. And so this guy tripped over some of it. <laughs> and so that woke my dad up and he was like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, like what happened? Metal Gear Solid. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> was that no, I guess it was nothing. <laughs> and, then, and then my mom woke up and she's like, where's my bag? And my dad's like, oh, door. Oh. And he runs, he runs out the house and starts to see like a trail down the road of things from my mom's bag. <laughs> oh my God, cartoonish. And so, and so she, he's running down the street picking these things up. And he's so angry. Like and he's so angry and so stressed that he just vomits <laughs> in the sidewalk. What? Like, what? So overcome with emotion Holy that he shit. just goes holy crap if that guy so, was chasing me i'd be shitting myself i would be so he's also he's, like six foot something and and a carpenter and scottish oh damn so, harrison like, he's ford scary yeah. and so yeah, like my god well kind that, of like jesus like yeah. Relating a uh, Jesus like a carpenter like Jesus, Jesus that's right. A Scottish carpenter like Jesus. Scottish carpenter like Jesus. Back He's when vomiting. I was still back when I was still dating, and um, people would ask the age old question of what do your parents do for some fucking reason. That's a weird um, question. I'd always say a carpenter, a carpenter, just like Jesus, and they, <laughs> they'd either go haha, or they would go, oh, are you Catholic? And I'm like, uh, I have guilt. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, so it could be Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> so, so guess. Yeah. So guess. <laughs> guess my religion. <laughs> guess my religion. <laughs> and so- sometimes I get Jewish. You do? And yeah. Jew- Jewish people I- don't think I'm Jewish, and I am Jewish. So <laughs> it's like, damn. There you go. Well, what do you have to do with that? <laughs> like, what do I do? So funny. I'm trying my best. Yeah, it's because you're so funny. <laughs> I'm I'm only see I'm only I'm 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 kind of like a uh, uh, fake part Jewish because my <laughs> my dad's mom was Jewish okay. so technically my dad's Jewish but he doesn't practice he's an atheist uh, and so yeah, yeah. it's on my dad's side so it doesn't count. Well, that's 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 real. me basically. That that that's why Jewish people didn't think I'm Jewish because my dad is Jewish and he's pretty Jewish. But <laughs> he's pretty Jewish. He is. He's pretty Jewish, and I'll let you picture it. 
I'll let you know when it's pictured. <laughs> well, let's just sorry. He's pretty Jewish. I'll let you imagine my dad. <laughs> Hint, he's very Jewish. He's quite Jewish. That's all you need to know. Uh, <laughs> awesome. That rocks. Uh, That's really cool. But yeah, the moral of the story is it seems like furious emotion-filled vomiting runs in my family, and that's why my background <laughs> is covered in vomit. Something yeah. that isn't even real, that we just made up on the spot, that I decided to tell <laughs> a whole story that's true. about. And we were up. trying to talk about video games, weren't we? Yeah. Um, yeah we were. Like, <laughs> we were. Oh, uh, we remember that scenario uh, that you just had about... Uh, <laughs> remember, what did that scenario you just had? That all took place in a little game I like to call Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> and And my dad... Uh, was actually the big monster that yeah. you fight at the end. <laughs> when he it was on the street called... throwing up, a health bar appeared at the bottom of the screen with his <laughs> name on it. There we go. <laughs> and then he's just furiously throwing his fists around. They're filled with vomit. And yeah, even after you're dead, you're still good. swinging them over your, over your yeah. dead body. Yeah, so, speaking of video games, have you guys been playing anything recently? I like wasn't playing anything for a while because I was so focused on the show. And I feel I'm a big Nintendo guy. But I bought Spider-Man 2. Wow. Oh. I know. I'm like, oh. and Mario Wonder, I was so hyped for. But for some reason, I was like, I want to play, yeah, the graphics. Mm. <laughs> the, the graphics. I want to look straight up. Graphics. I'm straight up going to go buy Mario Wonder after this. Because <laughs> I'm like, what? I've it's such a fun it. game. It it's looks so fucking So good. fun. It's so I fun. I want to play it. So I, I have been playing a lot great. of... Um, I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate. Oh, uh, nice. Three. Three. Baldur's yeah. Gate 3. Oh, yeah, not, um, not one. Yeah. That that is a it's a wow it's so much fun, and it's also MC. really like yeah because we're working on Karate Man a little bit at the moment as well, and it's really nice to see a game where they like really are like yeah you choose something, and you've you've chosen it like as mm. closes <laughs> it closes as more doors than it opens when you make a choice so it, yeah. it's pretty cool it's pretty metal of them to make a game like that. People keep telling me about uh, their experiences with Baldur's Gate 3 in the sense of like, they're like, yeah, so like I made the active decision to like talk to a rat and it just completely changed my entire game. Totally. <laughs> so I'm like, mm. okay, huh. Hmm. Yeah, like every All now right. and then I play, with my, um, I play with my girlfriend, Gloria, and like every now and then she Shout always out. remembers that you can talk to animals and dead bodies and I never remember that you can do it. So every now and then she'll be like, We'll be stuck, and she'll be like, "Why don't we talk to this dead body?" And I'll be like, "Oh yeah, we could just talk to the dead body. You it's talk great." To the dead oh, body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you, know? you do that in Spider Man? Yeah. Um... Can you talk to Uncle Ben? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going through a tunnel. That's what it sounds like. What? I bet that's a really I'm good back. audio experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. The listeners will love it. Yeah. Please like keep it, it in. <laughs> oh, I'm keeping everything in. Even the part that you said, don't keep it in. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to keep oh, it shit. in. That's yeah. perfect. So, uh, an easy edit, you know? Mm. Absolutely. Mm. But, uh, yeah, yeah, what's your experience with Spider-Man been like? Uh, it's good. Like, it's that sort of thing, kind of similar to um, Ratchet and Clank game. I think, I think that the one on PS5 was like, it was really mm. good, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's the it's it's just more of the one they did before, which is also great. I I shouldn't complain about that. It there's just like an element of like it's cool. Um, there's a lot going on. It's very Sony. It's very like cutscene and uh, quick time events and all that stuff. That like there's there's a part of me that's like, oh, this is time that I could be playing a game instead of like you know pressing a couple buttons during a cutscene. Like mm. um, when I played Spider Man Miles Morales, I like finished that game and then. Metroid Dread came out and I played that and I was like, oh shit, this game is a game the whole time. Like, and it's so fun, like off from the offset. Well, like, yeah, it's a, like, I don't know. I, I like, yeah, it's like, oh, I could watch a movie if I want to watch movies. Um, mm. And I will. You could watch Spider-Man. Famously yeah. uh, got a bunch of movies. Yeah. Mm. I think it's like one, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one. Man, you're one. in that game and it's like, huh, Spider-Man 2, huh? New York again. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting about the Spider-Man games uh, in comparison to the Spider-Man movies is with the Spider-Man movies, uh, you're being shown Spider-Man and what he would do in a situation. But in the game, you're being shown Spider-Man and being asked, what would you do in this situation? And I think that's really interesting what video games can do. Yeah, that's Whoa, true. Because if, if it was up to me, Uncle Ben would still be alive. 
Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't let that happen. That was a choice. I, w- I yeah. wouldn't have started to, I wouldn't have signed yeah. up as a wrestler. You're, so, you're the Mark Wahlberg on the was, 9-11 flight. <laughs> That's right. Of the Spider-Man <laughs> universe. Hey, Ruby. But the problem is, is like, I, I think about that a lot, actually. I think about Mark Wahlberg <laughs> and 9-11 quite a lot. On the daily. I think what gets me is like one. You wake up at 4 a.m. Think about Mark Wahlberg on the 9-11 flight. I, 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 I come up. I'm sweating. I'm about to throw up from, <laughs> Damn from it. just from 9-11 ever. Fuck. Uh, But what gets me is like, one, that's an insane thing to say. Um, two. <laughs> Yeah. I kind of commend someone saying that despite it being Someone so insane. Three, my problem with hypothetical Mark Wahlberg stopping the very real 9-11 is without 9-11, My Chemical Romance would not exist. And I Whoa. that's that was something that I needed to become a well-rounded teenager. That's true. Um, with severe mental illness. So like but imagine if um but what what could have happened there could have been all sorts of other plus sides you know like imagine what it would have been like it, as a teenager if uh world trade wasn't interrupted <laughs> yeah. there's no there was no hub for world mm. trade what about, imagine um, if there was a hub for world day. trade that whole time maybe the, maybe you wouldn't have needed my chemical romance you know with your experience with you know Baldur's Gate three and Spider Man two, your experiences with them, it's so fine if the answer to this question is just no. But did you find yourself at any point playing those games and going like, oh, that could be like a funny thing to include in Karate Man, or we could build a sketch out of this or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe something that has been a not necessarily like Baldur's Gate three was the only inspiration for it but something that you know i was talking to one of my friends who saw karate man but also was playing Baldur's gate three and something that was kind of a cool something that we're trying to play with is like giving people a little bit of an idea of sort of what they didn't choose not necessarily spoiling it because uh, you know for context you could see the show a bunch of times and there's different stuff that happens Mm. based on what you choose like straight up it's like a lot more than you can see at once but yeah it was like oh well if you don't pick a particular option it would be nice if there was some reference to what you didn't pick so that people are thinking like oh wow yeah there's like all kinds of consequences because i think in boulder's gate they do such a good job of you realizing way later that something that you did or didn't do has had this like not like a huge impact on your main story but there's like a ripple effect and it's really really interesting when you see that kind of thing and it's fun to Mm. think about as well as someone who's Mm. like making the experience anything about spider-man bruno I don't know. Like, I think there's probably, a fun- <laughs> <laughs> there's probably a funny sketch in um, the idea of like someone like being playing a game, being like, "This game's not that good. I fucking hate this game," and 100%ing it like in two weeks. Because I think like that that was me with the first game. I was like, "This game's nothing." And but I played the whole fucking thing. I wanted to finish it. I don't know what it that, is. That's an insane thing. I see. Like, like. <laughs> No, uh, and, and I hate to say hell? it, but I, I think it is insane. <laughs> so you're insane. Being honest with you. Um, <laughs> no, but it's so interesting to see people play hundreds of hours of a mm. game that they're later like, yeah, I didn't like that much. Because like, I, don't, I think in my mind, How I'm like, so I, yeah. I never want to spend more than 10 minutes on something I don't like. And that's in general. Mm. Like you won't catch me doing anything for longer than 10 minutes if I am not enjoying it. Mm, I think you gotta mm. you gotta get on Steam and you gotta read the like the reviews that people have of like Dota Two, where it's like, this game sucks, stupid game, they it's so bad, and then it's like you look at their profile, it's like they've played eight hundred hours of Dota Two, <laughs> like come on, my guy. I have multiple friends, like like friends I can count on two hands that have thousands of hours on Dota, yeah, same. and I'm like, what is it? what is it that kind of does it for them? And every single time they're like, yeah, it's good. It's just like changed throughout the years, which I think is really good. I'm like, you are saying such like base level, like really broad things. Like it's good. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it keeps growing. And, but it also <laughs> stays the same. Right. What, what, like, are okay. what are you like a shareholder? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very unemotional. Yeah. yeah. But what are you doing it? Uh, so you kind of just like, so you've got like your group and it was like, okay, well, I'm already bored. Mm, is there a, a story? Lot of, a lot yeah, of it is just well, like clicking on something at the exact right time. And then yeah. I, I would say like, I only played a little bit. Hey, so don't roast me if you're a listener and you know he's about Dota 2. But my vibe of it was just like, spend 
80% of your time clicking at the exact right time and not messing it up and being better at clicking at the right time than the other guy. And then the uh, next 20% is like, understand the ec- the economy of the shop system <laughs> in mm. like excruciating detail. Yeah. Well, I think like that's what kind of gets me about Dota 2 is like, I have a lot, I, like anytime I remember that it's made and published by Valve, like, like oh, yeah. I stop and I'm like, oh, oh, that explains so much. That explains so much about why it still exists to this day. And also why Valve still exists to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because like they can they can get away with with making two games in a series, and then not touching it or touching it, but on a completely different platform that most people do not have. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. a five thousand dollar platform. Or going like, consider this: what if we released a console, but only some? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really do. You can't be doing all that. have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it you it's, silly it's, Australians. Yeah, it's like, you oh, you want, buy a Steam you, want a, you want a Steam Deck? Not you. Uh, and it's, no, 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 it's, no, no. It's, my dear child. I'm like, how do they get away with that? And then I remember, oh, my God, Dota 2 has 2 million reviews uh, <laughs> on Steam uh, and that amount to wow. very positive. And it's been out for 10 years and it's still going. Yep. Constantly being updated, and it's one of the most popular games in the world. But that checks out. Yeah, no, they can do whatever they Portal. want. Yeah, you know, that was pretty good too. So, <laughs> you know, Portal slays. That that's a big inspo for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, like, do do you think the more comedic games that have come out over the years have, mm. have any had any influence on your performances at all? I feel like. Sorry to bring it back to Undertale and Toby Fox and Delta. You do not need to apologize for talking about um, Undertale, buddy. (laughs) I I need to apologize to someone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, I feel like I bring it up all the time at, like, rehearsals or whatever. Like, I, I, like, the comedy of that game is um, next level for me. It's just, like, I get, maybe, maybe, like, maybe it was just, like, like, oh, the comedy of this is, like, so up my alley compared to any other game I've played that like make that it's the fact that it's also an amazing game is just icing on the cake. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get a look. I get a look every time I bring up Undertale. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the same people. I draw a lot of inspiration from uh, like games I used to play as a, as a kid. And in one mm. particular, so, so I'm very much responsible at the moment for like the sounds in the show and the, the audio yeah. and the, the music. Oh, you pull some, obscure shit yeah Yeah. like there's a lot of stuff uh that i i really love the music from this game called um mystical ninja starring goemon for the nintendo 64 and Mm. that game is actually so funny uh has and a lot of the way that it's funny is with like really like weird creepy characters with bizarre music and um has like a real cursed vibe that i'm just super into uh and so i feel like i bring i try to bring that to the table a little bit yeah, as well. for sure. That's beautiful. And uh, now, mm-hmm. because we're coming towards the end of the show, which one could say is kind of the start of your show because wow. it's happening tomorrow. So do you want to plug <laughs> a little bit what you've got coming up? Yeah, well, so uh, tomorrow, November 11th and November 12th, we're doing Karate Man uh, in Redfern at Improv Theatre Sydney. Um, Karate Man 1.0, if you will. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, brought in a new scene, changed some other scenes. Um, endings even, different. Endings, yeah. Uh, we, we, we've even, like, you can get it for, for cheaper with, like, a double pass. If Like, you could buy tickets to both nights if you were anticipating wanting to see both nights, which um, I think is a tall order for some people, but uh, for the it people is different. who want it. It yeah, is you a can different see like a pretty night. much different show um, both times. You can try all the different sick. scenes. And it's like there's different only, characters and stuff. The only live action video game out there. Um, it's true. true. Maybe. Have no competition. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you don't, like you don't have any. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm thinking about. Dude. I'm like, you can't even call like what you're doing like an FMB because like it's not. <laughs> it's 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 not like a. In a game. Karate Man on CDI. Yeah. I mean, that'd be awesome, you know? Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> but, like, you can't even call it that because, like, it's only live. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think, like, what you're doing is very much in a, 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 a league of its own. With, Thank you. Uh, who was in that? Who was in League of Its Own? Um, uh, league of Their Own. Pardon, a League of Their Own. You can say who? that. It, I, Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> Madugly? Madugly was in it. She was. She was. 
I guess you could yeah. say that what we're doing is in a league of extraordinary gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> you could say I guess that. you could say. And you did. So that's awesome. Oh, God. All right. So thank you so much for joining me. My last question is, are you planning to see the Five Nights at Freddy's movie? No. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No. No. Not you, no? So, as no. A no from, Zero no from Bruno. No. Yeah. No Bruno, from Bruno. Not a spooky movie guy? Nah. I watched um, Talk To Me. That was sick. But um, Great movie. It's just not my genre like, yeah. at all. I'll, I'll definitely be seeing... Um, Five Nights at Freddy's. I just all hope right, that cool. they make the characters all as sexy as they should be. Yeah, let's hope they're all big honkers and fat asses. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining okay, me I'll today. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sick, sick. No, thank you, Ruby, for having us. This really yeah, thanks so much. So good. Yeah, my pleasure. Love to love to chat. Love to chat games. Me when I chat, yeah. and I'm putting my thumbs up. <laughs> when I'm not chatting, whoa, thumbs down or scared. Or scared, <laughs> scared face. Or sc- uh, yeah. <laughs> Throwing so up, much. screaming, crying. <laughs> <laughs> and a big thank you to you for listening. If you're liking what you're hearing, why not give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you're using? Better yet, why not give us a nice little review or share your favorite review of a public toilet? Here's both. A five-star review from Dolphin Pants. Great experience. A fantastic experience. However, the toilet paper was only one ply and I poked a hole through it while wiping. Thank you, Dolphin Pants. And hey, if you really like what you're hearing and you'd like to hear more, consider supporting Back Pocket over on Patreon. If you support us at the silver tier and above, you get access to our bonus episodes. In this week's bonus episode, we're playing Are They Funny or Are They Just a Talking Animal? A podcast activity that sees us rating the quote-unquote comedy relief in video games. I think the funniest thing in the world about Kelsey Grammer is how much he despises <laughs> the fucking dog that was on the show. I, I, I talk about that all the time. It's like, it's like he's not even acting. He's like, <laughs> I'm doing my best and I get... <laughs> Like this, this dog comes on. He's not even <laughs> acting. He's, he thinks it's real. Everyone's cheering for him. What the hell? You can also find us on Twitch, where we've got our main live show every Thursday from 7 p.m., and on TikTok, where we're constantly posting very good stuff for you to cast your big, beautiful eyes on. And then there's the socials, a la Twitter and threads and whatnot, which you're also welcome to get around. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in, and as award-winning comedian and presenter who is known for his larrikin personality and Aussie drawl, Dave Hughes would say. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.